Elise's living room began to shake, but she barely noticed it. She was so used to the vibrations every time a train zoomed by that it was more attention-grabbing when there were extended periods of calm. The 50s song Jump, Jive, and Wail played on her iPod, a recent gift from her sire, Mencarys. Elise would have continued to listen to music on her records, no matter how many times the trains made the needle jump and scratch them, but one of Mencarys' most common lectures was to embrace the changing world. Some vampires, as they got older, withdrew from society and became hermit-like, clinging to the things from their original time period. Eventually, those vampires could become so disconnected that hatred for the ever-advancing world was a side effect. Elise was already a loner. She lived under a metro tunnel, didn't socialize much with other vampires or humans, and far preferred big band music to the noise on the radio these days. All things considered, Mencarys had reason to be concerned about her sliding down that hermit road. But she didn't hate the modern world or its changes. She was just happier by herself. More shaking of the walls announced the arrival of the 615 train. Elise put her book down with a sigh. Time to shower and eat, activities that required her to leave her comfortable home. She put on a tank top and pants, adding a jacket over that in spite of the warm temperature outside. Fewer clothes meant more attention, and Elise wanted to talk to as few people as possible. She pulled her hair into a ponytail, put on a baseball cap, and opened the creaking metal door. A blast of smells hit her as she went into the tunnels that connected the defunct section where she lived to the operating metro tunnels above. At least she didn't need to breathe. The residual odors from the indigent who used these places as a temporary residence and bathroom, combined with the stench of rotted food, dead rats, or other animals, were bad enough. The few homeless people who were in the tunnels at that hour didn't look at Elise as she walked by. Every so often, a newcomer would approach her, one who hadn't been warned about her by the others, or who hadn't listened. Elise didn't feed from any curious newcomers. Smelling them was bad enough. She just slammed them with the power in her gaze and compelled them to leave her alone. If one was stupid enough to attack her, well, that person didn't live long enough to regret it. Tonight, it was only the regulars, so Elise passed by without incident. She walked out of the tunnel and through the station platform, keeping her head down, not needing to look to know the way. It was so familiar to her, she could have made the trip in her sleep. Once free of the closeted atmosphere, Elise's steps became longer and more relaxed. She even hummed as she made her way down Connecticut Avenue to the fitness club. The girl behind the counter barely glanced at Elise when she came inside, but a nod indicated that Elise didn't need to show her membership card. She was such a regular sight there, few employees asked to see it anymore. Elise went upstairs to the multitude of exercise machines. Her size would never be any different than it was now, but the club employees asked too many questions if she didn't at least pretend to exercise. After twenty minutes on the treadmill, Elise went to the locker room. She stripped and showered, then brushed her teeth with the toothbrush she kept with a few other items in a locker. After a quick blow-dry of her hair, she was ready to move on to the next item in her routine.
Some nights, when Elise was lucky, she fed from whoever was alone in the locker room. It only took a flash of her gaze for the woman to forget Elise had just cornered her and drunk her blood. But most evenings were busy at the gym. It was easier for Elise to walk the city and find someone alone, or accompanied by fewer witnesses to brainwash. Tonight, Elise found her meal along 7th Street, a young man who wandered away from his friends in the sculpture garden. She drank from him, closed the holes with a drop of her own blood, and sent him back to his companions inside of two minutes. He'd be sleepier from the pint she drained from him, but otherwise unharmed. It was only in the movies that vampires needed to kill to feed, along with other falsehoods like wooden stakes and sunlight being harmful to them. As a nod to herself.